Ho! It's the In Search SEO Podcast, your audibly entertaining home for SEO insights. In this episode, we jump on links versus mentions, when to link, when to mention. Google says, just link naturally, but is that even possible? Related questions, aka people also ask, are on the rise, and we will get into all of the implications, plus a bit on voice search, and when will people start trusting it? I am your host, who will occasionally boast, and that rhymes, Morty Oberstein, I am joined by the terrific, the tenacious, the terrifying... Jacqueline Harcum. Nice one. I don't know how I'm going to follow that. Hey, guys. Hope you guys are ready for a good show today. Yeah. Did you like the whole ho thing? Like, I wouldn't go that far, but yeah. Do you know where it's from? Um, Should I know? Yeah, you should know. Come on. Thundercats. Oh, From the 80s cartoon Thundercat. Oh, oh, mm -hmm. oh, come on. All right. Listen, I am moving on from that before I get. You're going to make me upset. Oh boy. Okay, it's time to get right into it since Jack has no idea about anything about 80s cartoons and 80s awesomeness. And we will get into it with what is hot in SEO. Red Hots! Get your Red Hots here! Um, This is not just hot. This is hot on so many levels. It was basically a downright brawl on social media. Have I piqued your curiosity? Yeah, my curiosity is piqued. You look like you're on the edge of your seat. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. So there was this journalist, and this journalist wrote an article, and she used a source in this article, and she mentioned the name of the source in the article. And I should mention that this ran online, not in a newspaper, so that a link was possible, right? Okay, that's an important point. Anyway, the the source was mentioned, and when the source saw this linkless article, they had the downright gall, the nerve, or as my people say, the chutzpah, you have to ball it up and you have some phlegm in the back of your throat. Chutzpah. Right, yeah. Give it a whirl. Chutzpah. They had the brashness to ask for a link. And I'm plotting, which, by the way, in Yiddish means faint. Uh, I know a few words of my grandmother, most of which I can't believe an old woman would even think, let alone say. Oh, hi, Grandma. Uh, well, anyway, <laughs> not to get into my family's insanity, uh, this reporter was very annoyed, offended, whatever it was. Uh, I already sourced to you. Why should I give you a link? A mention Just is him. enough. Tisk tisk. Well, all right, they're smoky. Is it mentioned enough? I have so many things to say there. I'm going to have to wash my mouth because it got me hot. Um, let me explain my link theory first. Have I ever told you my link theory? No, you haven't. What has it ever come up? No, nope, never came up. This is like a, t- a hot topic of conversation. Okay. <laughs> Let's hear right. it. Things we talk about all the time, link theories. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay, it goes like this. A link has two identities, two personas, two reasons for it. A link is one, a way to source, like you would source in a research paper. And a link is a way to extend knowledge, ancillary knowledge, supplementary knowledge, uh, a basic principle in education. You need to offer additional knowledge to build comprehension. If you're going to talk about quantum physics and string theory, you should probably link to sites that explain these concepts. Sorry to bore you with physics. Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) Um, It's really very simple. A link is a way of citing, and a link is a way of building knowledge. And that's it. It's not a way to build your site to gain link juice, to execute a good SEO strategy. Those are benefits. Mm-hmm. Link site, they cite a source, and they extend knowledge. That is it. Doesn't that really simplify when to and not to link? Yeah, if only you could do that with all things SEO. This is not a perfect world. That would be amazing. What do you, this is not a perfect world. Not yet. Okay. Uh, anyway, let's take this and return back to our journalists and their article. Okay, let's assume for the moment the company that they cited was not Microsoft. 
not everyone knows who this company is. So here we have a journalist quoting a source banking on their expertise, and no one really knows who they are. Are they experts? Do they even relate to this topic at all? Uh, Do they even exist? Because all we have is a mention. So that's one. The link in this instance is a way of citing who this, uh, or rather extending knowledge about who this source is. Should I trust this source as a reader? Is this source really an expert? It is a way of building comprehension, and it does bolster your article in this case. Now, this is my real point of contention. We're talking about a journalist here, okay? Should know better. When you cite something in a research paper, what? You name drop the title of the book or the title of the article and that's it? No. No, right? Come on. Title, author, publisher, year published, page you pulled the information from. I'll say that again. You have to cite, according to the APA, page you pulled the information from. The only way to properly cite is by... Showing the page mm-hmm. you pull the information from. The only way to properly cite via a link is to cite to the page you pull the information from. It's the same darn thing. Okay, A link to a page is a way to cite. Just like you cite a page in a, news, uh, in a research paper, you cite your source by linking to the page. So this is a bit mind-boggling to me. Yeah. Uh, and now for the kicker. Oh, oh, now, <laughs> now for the, for the kicker. kicker. Okay, if the shoe were on the other foot, do you think that this that a journalist would be upset and say, "Hey, you know what? You only gave me a mention. That's cool. No, right? No, I yeah, you sourced me, you cited me. I need a link. So it's only annoying when the shoe's on the other foot, right? Yeah, it's only annoying when you're the one being asked. Yeah. But when you need the link, do you think that person's so upset? Oh, I'm not gonna bother the other person by asking for a link. Yeah. No. So come on. All right. Um. This brings us to our poll question, and boy, have I put my thumb on the scale here, but we'll, we'll go with it anyway. Jacqueline, this All week's poll right. question is... This week's poll question is, is it enough to give a source a mention and not a link? Mm. So say you source someone, you mention them, and you don't link to them. Is that okay? And before we move right along, let me tell you, you can find the poll question on the Rank Ranger Twitter account. You'll find it on my Twitter account. You found it on Jacqueline's Twitter account. And you will find it on the Rank Ranger blog. You go over to the Rank Ranger blog. You will find the blog post where we push out and publish this very podcast. And in the summary of that podcast will be a nice big old button that will say you can take the poll here. So take the poll there. Um, anyway, before we move on, let's look back at the results from last week's question where we asked if multifaceted feature snippets were a game changer. And the people have spoken. You have spoken, you have told us, you have shared your knowledge with us, and you have agreed with what we said last week that they are not, hmm. overwhelmingly not, a game changer. Around 80% of you said that no, multifaceted feature snippets are not a game changer. And a way big old shout out to Joe Sprezel. Go Joe. Go, go Joe. At Joseph Sprezel. Joseph spelled J-O-E-S-E-F. Sprezel, S-P-R-E-Z-E-L. On Twitter, of Mullen Low Media Hub for taking the survey and going for the shout out and offering this gem, quote, Serving multiple answers to ambiguous questions slash queries shows a shift towards visual slash conversational search. They, meaning Google, really want their voice assistants to be an- to be able to answer all queries. And in testing their understanding of queries, they step one step closer to that. Our CTRs, 
on these snippets can help to inform the machine learning part of the algorithm which question is often meant when a query is asked in a certain way. And I will buy that for a dollar, Joseph. That's a great point. Kudos to you, sir. He's right, I think. And that's a fantastic way to A-B test for machine learning to figure out what do users really want, what do they mean in a query by looking at which feature snippet they clicked on. So don't forget, take the, take the survey, mm-hmm. fill out and explain your reasoning. Sounds like I'm in third grade. Explain your reasoning. And we will shout you out like we did to Joe on this podcast. Whew. Okay. Seriously. So let's stick with links here. Uh, and Google made one of their statements this week. And I'm going to put some money down here. Well, not real money because I'm not going to put real money down. And who am I going to put down to? Vegas says the SEO bet of the week. Uh, no, I'm going to put SEO money. I'm going to place an SEO bet. The jackpot will be divided equally among the winning tickets. So tell the people, Jacqueline, what Google said this week about links. Well, Google actually suggests that you should just link naturally. But they also said that if you believe linking to a site that your readers would possibly enjoy, then you should just link away. So link naturally. Yes. That's like putting a rookie into the bottom of the ninth inning in the World Series with the bases loaded and a count of three and two, three balls, two strikes, and telling them you have one pitch... No pressure. What was that? Another annoying sports reference? Uh, yeah, yeah. And I'm going to ignore that because I can say what I want because I'm not at home. Hi, honey. Oh, God. Okay, for real. When you tell someone, don't worry about it, you know one thing. They're still going to worry about it. So when Google says, just link naturally, you know one thing. And this is my SEO bet, and I dare you to bet against me. When Google says to link naturally, one thing will happen. And that one thing is... We will all overthink this, create all sorts of whacked out interpretations of what Google meant and continue to link just as naturally and authentically as Millie Vanilli sang. Let's hear your best Millie Vanilli impersonation. By that, how well can you lip sync? How well can well, I? I don't know. There's no music playing. <laughs> I thought you were going to ask me how well can you do your best Millie Vanilli impersonation. I'm going to say, I don't know. Shake your head with they, your, Right, I should with shake my head. Locks. You want to hear it? You ready? Let's One, do it. Yeah, two, go. three. That's the sound of silence. Amazing. There you go. Amazing. That's my Millie Vanilli impersonation. Okay. Listen, my point here is, is that as good as Google's intentions are here, and yes, they are good here, uh, more is needed. Like at this point, statements like link naturally are the equivalent of political rhetoric. It doesn't help. It just makes everybody a bit nuts. Uh, and what we need is a serious and comprehensive guide on what linking naturally actually means. And I know that's hard because it's a qualitative issue and it's hard to quantify, but it would help out uh, tremendously. And we are done with links. Links, enough, enough. I'm linked out. Let's hop on to a bit of data. It's once again, time to go data. Okay, let's talk related questions. You probably know them as people also ask. Well, this has become one of the more popular features out there. Google has bumped this one up a few times already. Uh, But in case you don't know, these are basically tabs that open to show featured snippets. Um, You have a tab, a a series of tabs, and inside of each tab is a question. You open it, and you get a feature snippet, well, the equivalent of a feature snippet. You have a summary and a URL. Well, well, not always. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm seeing more and more often direct answers in the related questions. So do you like apples? Because how do you like them apples? Oh, God. Oh, come on. What movie is that from? This one I actually do know. It's one of my favorite movies, a classic, the one and only Goodwill Hunting. All right. So at least you knew that. Yeah. yeah. Don't ask me. You didn't know Thundercats. But all right. Uh, Okay. So we've seen a big jump since around mid-October where we saw a few large spikes. And now we're seeing something interesting. It's pretty much a slowing, gradual uptick. 
Tell us more about it, Jacqueline. All right. In early October, the related question SERP feature jumped from showing on 22% of page one SERPs, U.S. desktop, to showing on 26%. Then towards the end of the month, we saw another jump from 26% to 28%. Now, we've seen in the future the future slowly crawled up to 30%. Right. So that's actually, believe it or not, so we jumped from uh, 25%, 26%, now up to 30%. 30% of page one SERPs have the related questions mm-hmm. feature on it. Uh, that's actually a 36% increase, believe it or not, and right under our noses. Now, this is, of course, important because as I've said, the feature is basically a dynamically loading set of featured snippets slash direct answers. It's a highly helpful feature. I actually I love it. Um, you know, it may not prevent a click on any of the blue links on the SERP. To me, it's more about future queries, right? The user does a search. Perhaps they read the feature snippet. Perhaps they even click on the feature snippet. Maybe they head back to the SERP to see if they can find some more information about their, their query. And they head back down the SERP, and instead of doing another search on their way to gaining a uh, broad and comprehensive understanding of the subject matter, they utilize the related questions feature. Right? They see an answer right there in a little box. They expand it. They find their answer, and they never do a second query. And they never see your link, which exists, on that second SERP for that second query they would have done. That's a lot of seconds. Okay, <laughs> let me show you. Let's clarify this because that's a lot of jargon in there. Uh, okay, I did a search for, and I actually did this. I did a search for Ask a Vet Online because my non-existent dog was sick, and I didn't find my answer. So my dog's not looking good. I want to call 911. Can you call 911 for a pet? What an interesting <laughs> and staged question. <laughs> that was in the related questions box. Can you call 911 oh for a pet? So I clicked, and I clicked on the link to Quora, to a forum there, and uh, I guess I found my answer. Now, hmm, I wonder if I didn't find my answer there. I wonder what would have happened if there was no related question box there, and I wanted to call 911 for my imaginary dog, and I would have to do a second search. So let's pretend. Uh, Let's pretend I actually did a second search, which I did, for um, can I call 911 for a pet? And ah, uh, there was a featured snippet from Riley'sPlace.org. It's like Oregon dog. Yes, yeah, yeah, I know. I got confused. Uh, <laughs> and how happy Riley'sPlace.org was that I visited their site to see if I can call an ambulance for my dog. Oh, God. Yeah. Now, uh, I didn't actually visit their site because I never executed that second search because the related question box already gave me my answer right on the page. Right. Okay, so now Riley's Place.org never got that click, and Quora did. Get it? Yeah. Got it. So more related question boxes means more or less traffic to your site, potentially, depending on if you are in or not in a given related question box. And enough of that. My imaginary dog is fine. She just sheds too much. But that's okay, (laughs) because it's non-existent hair. I have officially gone over the edge. I'm done. Please take it away with the news. revamped and redesigned their Google PageSpeed Insight tool. It's a lot more visual than it used to be, and it's now powered by Lighthouse. So you get some of those metrics here now as well. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What else we got? All right. Google launched a new portal at WebDev, which takes a URL and gives you back a slew of scores aimed at more modern 
metrics like if your page meets the item listed on the progressive page the progressive web checklist right so yeah. i know right yeah there's a little bit of controversy out there i know barry schwartz and messy roundtable mm -hmm. did a whole uh, poll do you like it because on uh, on that page is a, an seo score that google gives out and people are asking is this really google's place is it their role is that's that sort of thing you know i don't trust google which i don't that's not my reasoning at all you can trust google they're not Bad Google's. I I love people think oh Google maybe Google's bad. No, no Google Google's offers great. you tons and yeah. tons and tons of awesome information. How yeah. in the world is Google yeah. bad? I'm using that word slightly. Like, that's a minimal word that people go way way overboard mm -hmm. with this. I personally think that the SEO score that Google offers would it would do well for them to also have a more comprehensive guide around some of the more technical SEO issues out there. There have been debates between you know, some of the big names in SEO over what you would think would have been a, uh, a question that's been asked and answered 100 times, yet the, the, the question still exists. So having this SEO score and telling you where you got dinged without a more comprehensive guideline to help you avoid getting dings. I, I, I thought this was the way to go. Now Google's giving me a score saying no. Mm -hmm. Because it's Google officially giving you the score, I think this should also be more of a comprehensive guide to go along with it. Yeah. And that's all I'm going to say about this controversial issue. Deal. Yes. All right. It's been a long time coming for publishers, but Google finally is previewing their solution to your amp URL woos. Woos? Yeah. You mean woos? Woos. <laughs> woos. 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 <laughs> okay. It was fun Sheesh. to say both. Yeah. I think woe was more fun to say. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know how to feel about this one. I mean... About woo or woe? No, no. I like woo better. I mean, woe makes more grammatical sense. <laughs> but no, woo, it's like more Ric Flair. <laughs> Who's Ric Flair? Forget it. Okay. Uh, I don't... <laughs> I don't know... I have mixed feelings about this one. Yeah. Okay. I mean, obviously, Google needs to do this. They need to offer you a way because you know the whole issue, right? You have your um, Google's caching the page, the AMP page. So when a, a user clicks on the on a result and they head over to the I don't know CNN's website, the URL they see is a Google URL, not the CNN URL. So now they're previewing a way that this is going to show you CNN's URL. So yes, they have to do this, of course. Obviously, I don't have mixed feelings about that. That's great. This is a long time coming. What I am I'm worried about is that the damage has already been done. Mm -hmm. our, our publishers going to now sort of come around to AMP, oh, Google, you fixed this, whatever, whatever, and sort of take a less um, negative stance on AMP, which I think that sometimes AMP gets too much negative press for no good reason. Although some of it, I, I understand some of the concerns at the same time. I wrote a whole piece about this. So I'm not sure if the damage has already been done, unfortunately, or if this will be a, a turning point for Google's relationship with publishers and, and, and AMP. Okay. Mm -hmm. What else is on the uh, news agenda? All right. The IAB has put some data on the first half of 2018 that shows that search ads are still the dominant place for ad spend. Hmm. Though this is not the driven by desktop, rather mobile is propelling that. Right. So mobile is propelling the, yeah. ad, the right search is still the dominant form of mm -hmm. ad, right? And it's desktop. I think it was stagnant, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And mobile has been the force driving search ads. And I, I have to wonder, okay, yeah. with all this mobile ad spending, and I know some people are going to argue with me, and I'm not saying I'm definitively correct here, okay? Yes, there are more mobile ads and more mobile ads, more mobile users, and more mobile users mean that there are maybe more clicks if there are more mobile ads, whoop-de-doo, mm -hmm. okay? Because what's the quality of those clicks? I speak not only for myself, but I do speak for myself when I say I hate making a purchase on mobile. Do you? 
I yeah, I right? never made a purchase. I very very rarely. Like I'm in a pinch. I have to make a, a purchase. Mm-hmm. I'll do it. Fine. I, I like to see what I'm looking at before I open my wallet. It's just me. I, I find mobile constricting for this. It's mm-hmm. like being in a cave versus being on top of a mountain. I like the open air of desktop when buying something. Um, so you have all these mobile ads and you have all these mobile clicks. But my question is, is one mobile click equal to one desktop click vis-a-vis conversion? And I think not. But that's my that's my answer. Like it yeah. or not, take it or not, Same. take it. Okay. I've, I've never made a Agree? Yeah. Phone. No. Yeah. And so I, I, I'd be very surprised at any data. I have seen some data on this, of uh-huh. course. I'm very surprised if one mobile click vis-a-vis conversion is equal to one desktop click. It doesn't make sense to me. Okay. All right. Forward, never backwards, always forwards. I don't know where that's. That's from a movie also. I don't oh, know where that that's from. Sounds good. Yeah, it I does sound good. I don't know it either. Okay. Let's see oh, who it is that our content of the week comes from. And this week, it comes from Charlie Harris over at the Edit SEO Agency. You have written our content of the week. Winner. So we are back on voice search, but from a different angle, with Charlie's piece entitled AI in the Travel Sector. Are consumers ready? Um, what we have here is a failure to communicate. A little cool hand Luke for you there. Uh, communicate with AI, that is. So Charlie's study looked at how comfortable users were with making a booking via chatbot. So we're talking about booking or purchasing via mobile. Now we're talking about purchasing via a chatbot. And surprise, surprise, users don't like it. They don't like it one bit. Okay, I sound like a Dr. Seuss book. Um, I'm being too dramatic. People were cool with chatbots answering simple questions. Check out our uh, podcast from last week. We talked about that. But when it comes to handling uh, more complicated or um, e-commerce items, right? when it comes to handing over Ben Franklin or whatever person is on your currency, only a third of users that Charlie surveyed were comfortable in such an instance. So thank you, Charlie. Thanks, Charlie. No, I really mean it. Thank you because I have uh, I have had a theory about this for quite some time. Because you all remember when Google did away with organic results, when they put a if, if you did a search for uh, weather in New York, all you got was a weather box and a button that said see more results, something like that. But there were no actual organic results on the SERP. You remember that? Sure, you do. Yeah. Okay, everyone remembers that. So I had a whole theory about that. And I put together uh, one snippet of data that led to another snippet of data all the way to showing that users were not okay with speaking to Google Home and so forth. Uh, It made them uncomfortable. Not that they were speaking to a device that's not an actual person, which might just seem strange to an alien who landed on Earth. They were comfortable with that. Um, They were more comfortable with trust issues. Am I being recorded? Um, How is Google using this data? And it all came down to trust. Can I trust Google and can I trust them with the one true answer? Mm-hmm. Can I trust Google or Amazon or whomever? I'm not picking on Google here with my words. Uh, and now I have some solid data on this actual issue. I'm the stringing it together that says, no, they don't. They're not comfortable with this. Uh, wait, what does this have to do with Google testing zero organic ah, results? Okay. So my theory was that uh, it, the, the zero organic result SERP test was all about mm-hmm. voice search. Oh, okay. okay. Google was testing how comfortable users were with seeing just one answer from Google, much like they, way, they, they would see in voice search where the only option you have is what mm-hmm. Google offers you, Yeah. right? So meaning Google was looking to see to what extent users trusted it. How much users trusted Google? Because remember, users had a button. We had a button to see more results. So Google can easily track who clicked. Well, not who, uh, but if users clicked 
on the button to see more results, or if they didn't, if they were happy with that one result Google was offering, they trusted it, they were happy with it, end of story, voice search will now reign supreme. Um, and, and that's why I think that the, the, vo the whole zero, zero results SERPs were aimed at seeing if users trusted Google enough to take that one answer from them, and that, of course, relates directly to voice search, right? right? And users, may, if users said, give me more, yeah. right, give me more results, then that would not bode well for voice search. Um, so give me more. Uh, give me more fun SEO send-off questions. That was a nice little pivot there, yeah, right? You like good. that that's pivot? Good. That was a good one. And that's what we call a pivot. <laughs> that is correct. It is time again as our time together sadly wanes. Wow. It is time again for the fun SEO send-off question. <laughs> Here's your absurd, but perhaps intriguing, question of the week. And this has caused quite uh, a debate between me and Jacqueline. Yes, it has. Which superpower best describes Google? Okay. Wait, let me read it again for the people at home. Okay. Or in their office, or in the car, or on oh, the plane. Sure. Okay. Which superpower? Superpower. Ugh. That's right. Best describes Google. All right. Jacqueline, we've talked about this before. Okay, What's your so answer? I, I said mind reading because I, you know. Why should that apply to Google? Because they're getting the hang of guessing what the user wants before oh, the ooh. user like finishes typing oh, it you've in. Gone, oh, you know, very good. Read our minds. Ooh, yeah. great. But, and just so you know, the, wait, op wait. the office did agree with me. The office thing. The, everyone else in the office except Morty. Not, that's that, not that entirely correct. Right. Wait, wait, they don't know what we're talking about because mind reading, folks, is not a superpower. Oh, because you could read minds. No, I, this is not Zoolander. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> mind reading is an awesome power, but it's not one of a superhero. It's okay. one for the psychic on the corner. You're from California. You're used to psychics reading Venice minds. Beach, yeah. Okay, <laughs> that's not a superpower. What are you gonna do? Okay, the superhero knows that the villain is now going to rob the bank. Yeah. Except the superhero has no superpower, so I know they're gonna rob it, but I'm gonna get nailed on the way out because they're gonna beat me up because I have no real superpowers. All right, Morty. I think it's well, ridiculous. I, I mean, I don't know. We're it's gonna have to agree to disagree. Flying is a superpower. Yes. Okay. Or yeah. Uh, super strength, superpower, because you can actually do something with it. You could do a lot. No, no, with mind a superhero reading. can't do anything with mind reading. They have to be able to like levitate stuff and throw stuff at people also at the same time. You see that? Okay. Every guy. I, I would every, love to know what our. We're, we're what leaving our this. this. Okay. Um, we're not. I can't handle this. <laughs> All right, Morty, please. Let's hear your. Please. Okay. <laughs> mind is, is a real superpower. Uh huh. X-ray vision. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's I think the superpower that you meant. Okay, because mm. Google can see through things and knows what you want. Nice, Get it? Nice. Uh -huh. Okay, yeah. that's a real superpower. Getting to the same end that you got at with your non-superpower. I'm, I'm sticking with and it. Fine. <sighs> okay, well that will do it for us here where we don't know anything about superpowers <laughs> no. and at the In Search SEO podcast. Be in Search because we're all in search of something. Thank you for joining us and have a good one. And it's not a superpower. Bye.